Creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. There are lots of ways to create an income in the brand space. And what I mean by the brand space is any kind of creative service where you're working with a brand owner, which is essentially any business owner. It doesn't have to be an all-in brand strategy process, especially if you're just dipping your toe in the water when it comes to brand strategy. And if you are in any B2B creative services, there's often other low-hanging fruit outside of that big brand strategy offer, other revenue streams around brand as a whole that can bring new opportunities. So I've mentioned before that the beauty of adding brand-related services to your creative business is you're providing a new service to an existing audience. So you can offer these services as part of your existing packages or you can revisit past clients and offer these services essentially as a trade-up. So it's more ways to work with existing clients who already love you. And there are lots of benefits in that. First and foremost, the benefit of not having to go out and put in the time, the energy and the cost to acquire lots of new clients. In today's podcast, I want to talk about some of those more low-hanging fruit type services that you might bring into your business and start to position yourself as a brand specialist. So whether you're a brand designer, a web designer, a copywriter, social media content creator, if you're providing creative services to business owners, some or all of these services that I'm going to talk about today could be a good fit in your business. So let's dive in and see if we can't find one or two new income streams for you in your business. I think that sounds a bit exciting. So there's no messing today. In today's podcast, I'm just going to dive straight in to the practical stuff and go through six potential income streams around brand and or brand strategy that could be inspiring or an opportunity for you. So the first one is a branding audit. This isn't a brand audit. That's different. And we'll talk about that in a sec. I think it's really important to make a distinction between these two. So brand is the whole cake, whereas branding is the visual component. And this audit focuses on the aesthetic aspects of the brand. So in offering this kind of service, a branding audit, you would assess your client's existing brand based on some key visual elements. So things like the color palette, textures, fonts, iconography, photography, and illustration style primarily. Those would be the components that would make up the visual brand. 
You could also extend that to brand applications. So their social feed, website, marketing assets. But those are the things, the visual application of the brand that you're going to take in in this audit. And what the audit does is evaluate these elements based on some key criteria. So you're looking at their visual brand and assessing it against some key brand success criteria, if you like. And the first one is ownability. Is it unique and recognizable as your clients? How ownable are these brand features and are they using them in an ownable way? So when you see that combination of fonts, will you think of their brand? When you see that combination of colors, does that immediately bring to mind their brand? Or is it so generic that it's never gonna be able to do that? You look at it based on consistency. Are they applying their brand consistently or is it becoming diluted and a bit confused perhaps? Then there's relevance and appeal to their audience. Does it still have appeal or has it become dated? Has it lost its relevance? Has it lost its strength? Then there's usability. So in practical terms, do they have a branding toolkit that's easy to use? Or is the color palette a bit limited or the logo format too restrictive? So is it a brand that they can apply easily? Then there's the accessibility criteria. Is the brand inclusive? Are there fonts that are easy to read? Is there good contrast options in the color palette? So when you consider accessibility to others, does the brand do that well or does it need some help? Then there's distinction. So is it blending in with the competitive set or the industry language or does it set itself apart? Another criteria is stature. That's another way of looking at a brand in an audit. So does it look well considered? Is it well executed, professional, trustworthy? Or is it a bit of amateur hour? How does it look? How does it play out? And so you're doing the work to assess elements of the brand, the visual branding, against these key criteria. And this would be presented in the form of a report style presentation and then wrapped up with some recommendations. So when you look at the brand against all of those criteria, what are your recommendations for improvement? It's a really powerful exercise and something that I think is a product in itself and something you can sell. And this is something that you can sell on to your existing clients. So once a year, they may come back for a brand audit. Are they still using their brand as it was intended? Is the brand still aligned to what they need? Are there new opportunities now? So it's something you can keep revisiting with a client. So opportunities for additional revenue with existing clients. So that's the first revenue stream. And then there's the brand audit. So this is the whole cake, right? Instead of just the aesthetic part of the cake. So this would be a similar presentation format to the branding audit but would dive perhaps a bit deeper or a bit wider into different aspects of the brand beyond the visual elements. So here you might be looking at brand personality, tone of voice, the clarity of the brand message, the aspiration and captivation factors of the brand. Is it doing that well? Look at the positioning. Is the positioning of the brand clear? Is it right? Does it align with the audience that your client wants to appeal to? How well are they communicating their prowess? How believable is the brand? Do I trust in this brand? Are they clearly communicating what makes them different? What makes them the go-to and the expert in their field? So this is a brand audit against 
other key factors of a broader brand strategy. And again, you present it back to the client and you would offer recommendations. Where are the opportunities for improvement? Where might be the gaps at the moment or the threats at the moment, the challenges, the mistakes that they might be making? The next revenue stream is naming. Oh my goodness, naming. If I had a dollar, maybe even a cent for every time I see people struggling with naming, going into Facebook groups, oh, I'm trying to find a name for my business. Oh, I don't know about this name. Oh, I started using this name, but someone else is using it and they told me to stop using it. All of the problems that people have around naming is because they don't approach it in a strategic and purposeful way. They just sit down, blank sheet of paper and pluck a name out of the air that they like without really stress testing it. So offering naming is such a powerful thing. And naming has lots of potential. It could be naming services for your client, naming products, naming business models or methodologies, names for lead magnets, names for a whole business. There are lots of different things in a business that need naming. So it's not just about the brand name. There are lots of other things that you might offer naming for. And to some extent, naming is a science. So that's often where you see the problems arise. The science hasn't been applied properly. It's just been a finger in the air exercise. Yes, there is creativity and there is intuition involved, but there is a process and some useful tools that can offer insight to naming and support idea generation. So in offering that as a service, you can go and educate yourself and look at what the process is for naming and do some reading. So you can develop a process that is more robust than maybe your clients experienced, which is sitting down with a blank sheet of paper. The key with naming, though, is to take a consultant approach to it. So business owners often get stuck in expecting miracles of their brand name, quite honestly. You know, it has to do so much. It has to say what I do. It has to appeal to my target audience. It has to be something I can buy as a dot com. It has to be something that no one else is using. It has to instantly, with one or two words, let everybody know what my value is. You know, they expect this poor little name to do so much. So part of naming is to manage that and work with your client to set some clear criteria of what the name can and should achieve. And doing that makes the naming process less fraught. So building naming in as a service or a revenue stream as a product in your business isn't just suddenly about going, yep, I offer naming. It's about developing a process and an approach to it that means you manage your client through it too. And you make sure that when you're going through that process of naming, you feel confident and you've got all the checks and balances in place that mean what you produce is going to be usable and it's going to be right for your client. So in going, naming is a great opportunity, but in going into it, it's important you educate yourself. Another revenue stream, which I think is a great opportunity for us in the creative services space, in the design, in the brand space, is consultancy intensives. So this is one or two hour intensives as a great way to help someone solve a specific brand related challenge. So it could be a visual brand related challenge, it could be a messaging challenge, it could be a strategy challenge. Potential clients might want help validating a new idea 
or they might want someone to support them to brief other suppliers once they've worked with you. So if you're a copywriter, they might want support then to go and brief a web developer. Or if you've worked with them in brand design, you may then support them to go and find and brief a web developer. They might want support applying their brand in particular settings. So, okay, you've developed the brand foundations for them, but now they might want some help. Or if I'm going into course creation, how would I apply the brand there? Or now I'm starting to work on my website, how do I apply the brand there? Or they might want support in developing their messaging for social media or developing a sales funnel or a lead magnet. Not to say that you're going to put it together for them, you're not going to solve the whole thing, but the intensive could be about helping them to get clear on what they want to do, clear on what the brand opportunity is and clear on what they need to do next. There could be naming brainstorming, we've talked about naming messaging development for a particular product or a launch, or developing specific aspects of a brand, like specifically looking at positioning or personality or tone of voice. Or maybe you can support them with art direction. So helping to critique work for them when they've gone on to work with a VA or work with another supplier. So there's lots of ways that you can offer short, sharp, very focused intensives to help a client solve a very specific problem. Now just note, I don't think you should ever offer a full brand strategy in two hours. That's just my opinion, but I think it undermines the value and the integrity of what that should be. I think the key here is to keep it practical and targeted. So allow that client, that prospective client to pick off one goal, one challenge or issue to work on with you. This is about getting paid for your thinking, not your doing. But don't say you're going to solve their whole world of pain. Allow them to pick off a particular practical thing that you know you can work on and get some outputs in that one or two hour intensive. So you're selling your expertise in a sense. You're allowing them to access you, but it might not be for a six or 12 week project but more to solve or help brainstorm or support them with a specific thing. Another great revenue stream is guidelines creation. Now, if you're creating any kind of brand related assets, maybe a brand identity or a website, or you're producing copy for a client, I do think that some kind of guidelines should accompany that. That might be a style guide for a brand or a tone of voice guide so that the client understands what they have, what you've produced for them, and how to apply it consistently. However, outside of that, there's also the potential to offer wayward brands, let's call them, brands that have lost their way, the opportunity to bring that fragmented brand back together again into a guidelines document. You know, there are plenty of times when someone may be DIY'd a brand, or they had it created a while ago and things have evolved, or they've just become a bit loose over time, or they never got a guidelines document. So they didn't get that clarity in a written document so they could apply it consistently. Or maybe it wasn't expanded into templates and examples of how to efficiently apply the brand. So there are times when someone may have a brand of sorts but they haven't articulated it in their guidelines. And I think that's an opportunity, particularly for brand designers. Because this is where you come in. 
you can help take that wayward, maybe slightly incomplete brand and help them to articulate that and document that in a guidelines format. I think that's a great opportunity for a service. And what that sometimes does is expose to clients where the gaps are. So that does give you an opportunity to upsell to a bigger, more robust project potentially. And then finally, there's the digital products revenue stream. So along with these one-on-one type revenue streams that I've talked about, you could also consider how you might create digital products that relate to brand or brand strategy. So products that are scalable, that you can sell over and over and over again without having to do any more work. You've produced it once and then you sell it over and over again. So examples of that would be things like you might offer a branding audit template. You might produce a really clear step-by-step robust process or template that somebody could purchase and that they could work through themselves to audit their own branding and then get clear on what they need to do next. You might produce a brand audit mini course. So for that bigger all of the cake audit, you might produce a little mini course that might have a few videos and some worksheets to help the client work through auditing their own brand. You could have a brand guidelines template for someone in that wayward position They might be able to buy a guidelines template from you, maybe in Canva, that they can then go and plug all of their branding elements into. So then they've got a really clearly articulated document. Maybe you didn't do it for them, but you've supported them to do it themselves. You could have a guide to planning and budgeting a rebrand. Or if you're a web designer, you could have a preemptive template or course or workbook that allows someone to plan for their website? What are all the things they need to do to get together before they're ready to build their website? And that's something that has value that you can charge for. You might even have a directory of brand partners and resources. So that's worth paying for. A clear directory of all of the applications, the systems, the people that you would recommend that someone could then use to build their brand. Or you might sell Canva templates or website templates that someone can use to go and roll out their brand. There are so many ways of using digital products and digital products could be templates, courses, workbooks, directories. There are lots of ways into it that you can create that efficient, scalable income. I'm not going to say passive income because it never is. You still need to market it. You still need to support it. But what you don't have to do is invest time in that one-on-one, doing it over and over again, client after client. So it's something that sits really neatly next to your done-for-you offers, your one-to-one offers, but builds another stream of income. So that's my six thought starters. I'll recap them. You've got branding audit, so that's the visual audit. You've got the brand audit, which looks more deeply at broader strategy around brand. You've got naming as a revenue stream. Naming has value. I charge a lot for naming alone. I say a lot, not as much as maybe the big agencies, but I charge a good fee for naming. There's consultancy intensive, so just those one-off, sit with me for two hours and we'll work through this very specific thing. You've got guidelines creation, so helping someone pull together their wayward brand. And then you've got digital products, ways of selling scalable, repeatable things to people. 
So finding new revenue streams that are aligned to what you do, particularly in the brand space, is just good business sense. It's a smart growth strategy for a couple of reasons. So firstly, it's about finding ways to sell new products to existing clients. Like I said, you've got an existing audience and you can sell more to them. More things that they want. Obviously, this isn't about just putting things in front of them they don't need. It's about creating products that will be of value to those clients. And that allows you to grow without the cost of acquisition of a new client. And there's a big cost in that. There's a time cost and then there's a bottom line cost. There's investment in getting those clients and in getting them over the line and nurturing them. So not only does it accelerate your growth in terms of investment, but it accelerates the time to turn that person into a client because you haven't got to go through that nurturing process. They already know you. I've talked about revenue streams that are in the brand space and these kinds of ideas start to position you as a brand specialist. And I talk about this an awful lot because I just feel really strongly about this. Positioning yourself in that brand specialist role is so valuable to you and your business. It increases your value perception, which ultimately allows you to charge more. That's the bottom line. So by elevating yourself with other brand related, perhaps more consultancy thinking type services, What you're doing is you're elevating your value perception and that is awesome. That gets a thumbs up from me. And it also gives you high impact, relatively low risk product options that allows prospective clients to try you out. So things like audits are a great way to do that. And they allow you to grow your prospect base with clients you can then upsell your higher value offers to. So it gives people an entry point, essentially. So yeah, you might have the big, meaty brand development, copywriting, web development product. But by having a smaller entry-level product, let's say, it allows someone to test you out, but maybe at a lower risk. So for example, a brand audit can easily become a full rebrand. But you and your client get to try each other out in a real-world scenario. And I think that's a win-win. You're also getting to know that client and understand what it's like to work with them in an audit. You may not want to continue working with them. So it lowers the risk on both ends. So there are some key strategic benefits to looking at some alternative and additional revenue streams that are related to brand and related to brand strategy. So my clever creative friend, I really hope this gave you a few nifty ideas and ways to expand your revenue streams in a strategic way to grow your business. And that's the key. Choose these revenue streams strategically and think about, well, which of these could I sell to existing clients? Which of these might create an entry level product? Which of these are low hanging fruit for me that I feel that I could do quite easily without needing to invest in upskilling or new infrastructure, for example? Do I have something that already exists that I could package and make some tweaks to that could become a digital product? Don't run into it blindly. Go, oh, look at all these different ways I can now start to earn money in my business. Think about how they strategically support what you've already got and what you want to achieve too. And there are lots of other things that you could do. And hopefully this will spark some ideas for you. So let me know. I hope you find it useful. 
And what I would also like to say is that the Brand Method program, my new program, which is all about developing your skill set as a brand strategist and adding a brand strategy revenue stream to your business, looks at all of these revenue streams in detail and how they might fit with your business, gets into the nitty gritty of what you need, how you need to upskill and the messaging around how you might add these into your business. So if expanding your revenue streams in a strategic way around brand and brand strategy is something that feels like it would be a good fit for you, it's something that you would like to do, then check out that program. I'll put the link in my show notes. You can head over to my website and just click learn brand strategy. So go and check it out, brand method. So as always, have an amazing day and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Can't wait to chat to you again really, really soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at beckhughesbranding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.